It's the Morgan Evans More or Less Pickleball Podcast coming at you in three, two, one, boom. There's a lot of Steves out there, but today's guest is definitely in my top five, just behind Stevie Wonder. I'd say he's likely much better at pickleball than Mr. Wonder, and he proved that theory in the 2019 Nationals where he and Eric Lang took the silver in men's pro. He's had a breakout year, so I'm excited to talk to him. Please welcome Canada's number one player and all-round top bloke, Steve Deacon. Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's well and staying safe. Thanks, mate. That's good advice. It's uh, it's tough times to be alive. How, how are things going up there, mate? Well, you know, I'm not too sure if, if we're behind you folks or not, but we're headed towards, uh, you know, a bit of self-quarantine or self-isolation or physical distancing or, you know, whatever we like to call it these days. We're, we're definitely headed uh, in that direction. And uh, I'm using this kind of as a time to take care of some things around the house and, you know, just uh, spend some time with family that may have been limited this year. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at the, the glass half full with all this and, and hopefully the uh, scientists will take care of this and be safe once again. Yeah. Did you by any chance um, come up with a vaccine this morning before, before coming on? Well, you know, like I was sitting here with, with my two little wiener dogs and, and we had talked about it uh, briefly, um, you know, probably about five or 10 minutes or so, but we're, okay. we're close. We're close. Okay. So like, really? I, I oh, good. I, yeah. Yeah. Once I, you know, take care of, you know, uh, our, our little chat here today, I'll be uh, headed back to the drawing board mm. and should be able to take care of this for you guys. Brilliant. That'd be great. I, I personally, um, yeah, I had attempted to do it on Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I brought a, a long white coat. Um, I had you know, golf a little later on. So I was trying to get knock it out before breakfast. And honestly, it was much tougher than I expected. Well, listen, I'll just take care where you left off. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, you laid the groundwork for all this, right? I think so. So like, I'll, I'll definitely uh, you know, pick up the pieces here, and, but I won't take all the glory. Okay, that'd be great. We'll, we'll look after one another, right? That'd be great. So I have like a long white coat. <laughs> that's pretty important. Well, that's all I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Just that, okay. I have a Petri dish. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a Bunsen burner by any chance? I hear those are important. Well, I, I did steal one of those from science class back in 1988. So uh, I've, I've pulled that out of storage just for this. So. Oh, good man. Good man. Well, I think that's pretty much all we need. And uh, yeah, I think we should be able to get that done. We'll release it tomorrow um, and hit the courts <laughs> on, uh, on Wednesday. What do you reckon? Well, well, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, like it's, uh, you know, we may have to push that back to Thursday, mm. but uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that uh, we, we could probably take care of it by then. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, I think uh, well, that's it for today. Um, we should probably go and yep. get that done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me kick my feet up here. <laughs> kick your feet up. Just relax. Well, well done, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. No, between you, me and the, uh, the two wiener dogs, geez, we've... Really, got a lot done. (laughs) We've solved the world problems all in five minutes. We're going to take a quick break there for a little quick tip from our sponsor at Coach Me Pickleball. Practice makes perfect, right? My name is Morgan Evans, and I have to tell you that practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes progress. 
That's why we've created Coach Me Pickleball. At Coach Me Pickleball, you'll find an extensive and growing library of lessons on topics covering every aspect of pickleball for every level of player. For one small monthly fee, you'll get access to every video in our library with new content added every month. Check out coachmepickleball.com to sign up for a free seven-day membership. So, Steve, you've had a, uh, you know, coming back a notch just moment, you've had kind of a breakout year of, in 2019 especially. What, uh, what sort of highlight was, what, what one really stuck out for you? Oh, that's a very good question, Morgan. Like, I've been uh, kind of reflecting on 2019 a bit here with a, a little bit of time off, and, and there was just so much gratitude I have, uh, you know, for the sport of pickleball and uh, what it's allowed me to do with my life this past year. It really, 2019 was the year that I was planning on pursuing pickleball, but I, I had no idea that it would take off in the way that it did. It, it kind of prompted me to leave my, uh, my job for 20 plus years. I made some very big life choices uh, in 2019. I don't regret them at all. It's uh, even though, yes, times are a tad bit tough right now, I'm still very grateful for the opportunity. And I, I know this isn't permanent, what's happening now. So in the meantime, I'm just training hard and, and trying to stay fit and, you know, really, you know, spending time with family and looking forward to getting back on, on court again. But I would say, you know, 2019 had like just a, a tremendous amount of highlights for me. And it's almost unfair to kind of point the finger at one of them because I just had so many great moments and met so many great people and you know, formed a, a lot of great partnerships. But I guess in saying that, you know, the, the highlight for me would definitely have been the U.S. Nationals 2019, where I had some, you know, very, very fantastic results that I'm, I'm just so thrilled uh, to have shared them with, with great partners as well. Yeah, the big fella, Eric Lang. I remember that match. God, there was some great stuff in there. Oh, you know, like it was funny because Eric and I actually connected at U.S. Nationals in 2018 which was really my first big event and where I felt I, I got a bit recognized by my peers. And Eric and I had chatted about playing a couple of the majors in, in 2019. And that was yeah, TOC and, and of course, US Nationals. And, you know, I think both Eric and I were players that were undervalued or underrated, I guess you could say. And, and it was a, a great story because, you know, Eric and I had talked quite seriously about training hard for U.S. Nationals and peaking at that time. We felt if we both came in in good shape and good form, we had a, a very good chance. And like, I was just absolutely thrilled with what we accomplished and, and had such a great time with him doing it. And that's obviously something you've been taking very seriously. You talked about coming in in good shape. There was a fairly obvious physical transformation that you've been going through in the last few years, especially. And we talked about it, you know, privately, but tell us a little bit about what you've been doing behind the scenes to get in the kind of shape that your wife admires. <laughs> Does she admire it? Really? Well, she, well, you know. She tries to say it nicely, I guess. But yeah, She's a sweetheart. Oh, she is fantastic. She has uh, probably been, well, not probably, she has been my biggest support through this transition from a, a nine to five job to full-time pickleball. She's been a huge help. And I can truly say, like, if she wasn't in my corner, I'm not entirely sure if this would have happened the way it has. So it's definitely, a, we're a good team in that regard. 
I knew I was going to pursue this sport. I'm always the type of guy who, when I decide to do something, I just jump right in with both feet. You know, I've kind of got the blinders on. So I, I went and sourced a trainer that I've been working with quite exclusively. Uh, his name is Morgan Hodge, and he works at a firm called Poco CrossFit. About five minutes. I like him already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has, has put me through uh, some pretty impressive uh, training regimens. And I knew that was one thing I had to do because, you know, the fact is uh, I'm aging. I'm, I'm 46 years old now. And, and how am I going to keep myself relevant for the next three to four years at, at the pro level? And so much goes into your endurance and, you know, any sort of physical training you can do is something that is, is very important for us in our sport. And I was, before I started playing pickleball, I was, I was quite heavy. And, no, come on, you? Oh, uh, Yeah, honestly, it was, the, it was the good life. The minute I, I, I hired Morgan, basically my, my weight came down 20 pounds. I started feeling better on court. My knees felt better. I was able to run for balls quicker. I was able to hit the ball harder. It definitely played a very large part in my success in 2019. And it's, it's only getting better. So it's definitely something that anybody that is listening, it's something if you want to get your game from the to plateau, it's something you need to look at seriously. No, you're absolutely right. I've, um, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of uh, great players, um, yourself included. And Tyson McGuffin obviously was one of them, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, our first guest uh, last week a couple of weeks ago and um you know he's been taking that seriously as a singles player i think you, you have to really he's definitely one player that i admire for his physique and not in a weird way tyson okay just so you know <laughs> he is i think the most fit player on on the tour right now and and his results show that's impressive stuff so what's uh so up there i imagine um clinics are sort of come to a grinding halt they really have uh come to a, a grinding halt i had a, a fairly extensive may planned kind of a tour right across canada that started the middle of may do you have a backup plan i haven't put the brakes on that just yet but unfortunately it's going to be a bit of a, a game time decision i just kind of want to see how everything unfolds in saying that you know i'm prepared to kind of you know, do what the health officials say. And if they say it's a no-go, it's a no-go and I'm going to have to reschedule. So I don't at this time have any backup plan. I, I may do some odd jobs around town here and help a buddy out with his business and we'll see how things go. But right now, priority number one for me is, is stay fit and strong and be ready to play again once we are all able. What do you think about private lessons? <sighs> Not too many people are asking right now, but... Uh... Yeah, I've had, you know, not recently, but I did have some requests for private lessons during this time. And I'm on the fence with that, especially with, you know, a lot of our parks and rec actually physically putting padlocks on courts. It's going to make it a bit difficult to do those privates, even though I, you know, it, jury's still out on transferring the virus through touching the ball. And would I like to get out and do some of these privates? Of course I would. It's the way I make my make my living, but I still have to follow uh, the recommendations of the health authorities. So. Yeah, perhaps we can um, 
join forces and see what we can come up with as a kind of a, a protocol that seems to adhere to the advice the authorities are giving. Yeah, where we can still still help people because it's hard to it's hard to know what to do here. They want us to be exercising, but they've closed all the gyms. Understandably, mm-hmm. a lot of people can go into a gym, but. You know, not long ago, I played golf, and mm-hmm. we're all really easily keeping six feet apart. It's, uh, it's hard to know what to do. It's just such an unprecedented situation, and, and there there is no manual or handbook available for this. There's some of my friends that are up in arms about this and think that this is ridiculous. But there's, you know, I would say 70 to 75% of the people I talk to are fully on board with this social distancing, or we're starting to call it up here physical distancing, because you can still be social with technology, you don't have to just hole up in your house or wherever you may be and be a recluse. Definitely very challenging times, but I'm, I'm trying my best to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, and and take care of some things that maybe I wouldn't have had time if I was traveling and like I'm supposed to be in Atlanta right now. I've been taking this time just to hang out with the wife and the two dogs and, you know, chat with my son a bit who I don't see a terrible amount of time. And so it's, I'm using it and and trying to be as positive as I possibly can. And because I know there's people hurting out there right now, right? And it affects everybody. Is this the right thing to do all this self isolation? Uh, You know, I I do feel that we have to follow what the the health authorities are putting forward. Yeah. Um, You know, whether I agree with it or not. So it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's way above my pay grade. Uh, making these types of decisions, right? Yeah, I mean, you just stick to making that vaccine um, with me, obviously, and then we can just do it. Well, as I said, I'm tunnel visioned, right? I've got a one track mind. I'll, I'll get to this. Trust me. Good man. It'll be done today. Brilliant. Yeah. Once the gardening is done, then it's yeah, vaccine creation. <laughs> I think we got to keep the wife happy first, yeah. right? You should have seen the job I did on uh, on Sunday. It just tore apart our backyard, and I got a junk removal guy coming today to pick up all this crap. So it's it's been good in that regard, I guess. <laughs> I'm off the uh, the bad boy list for now. So oh, good. Okay, nothing like a good pandemic to uh, to get you off that list, huh? <laughs> Right. That's all it took, right? You know, like, right. Forget, forget epidemics, like yeah. you know, you got it. it took a, a pandemic to <laughs> to bring this quality out of me. <laughs> that is shocking. Jeez, Louise, yeah. we're in trouble for this interview already. I'm sure, but that's okay. Well, what can you do? I mean, for me, it's it's not a matter of. Uh, glass half full or glass half empty it's just thinking always thinking that the glass can be filled for sure and that's what i i would hope that the majority of our society is thinking it's easy to you know sit back and go woe is me and oh i'm not gonna be able to make my mortgage payment or oh i'm not gonna be able to pay rent and i get those things for sure but we'll get through it that's what's very unique about the human race we'll face adversity and and deal with whatever comes yeah yeah, I mean, there's really, there's nothing that comes to mind, really, in, certainly not in recent history, where literally the entire world uh, is banding together on a united front. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, and that's what's super cool about it, I guess, if you can even say that. 
everybody appears to be on the same page with this. And I'm saying everybody, I'm saying all 144 countries that are affected by this. I'd like to think that the majority of, of people are taking this seriously and doing what it takes to, to stop spreading uh, this virus because it, it, it does kill people. And um, it, it's something that I think we all have to take seriously and, and make sure it gets rectified as soon as possible. Yeah, we're, we're all uh, hoping, praying and doing whatever we can. Well, exactly. And I think that's the important part is, uh, you know, do our part and we're not going to fix what our neighbor might be thinking. Or we just have to do what's best. Hopefully this uh, will, will be resolved soon. Welcome to Conversations with Andrew, part one. Hi, Morgan. This is Andrew from Ithaca, New York, and I have three questions for you. Two pickleball-related and one off-topic. First, can you see pickleball becoming a college sport in the future, and what could that take? Second, I'm 11 and playing 3-5 men's doubles tournaments with my dad, who sucks. I really want to turn pro someday, so what steps do I need to take to get there? Last, can you please tell the uninformed American masses why footy is 10,000 times better than American football? Straight ripple, mate. Loving the podcast so far. Thanks, Morgan. Hashtag Team Selkirk. Hurrah. Well, that's holla. Whatever. Just say Holla. G'day, mate. Yeah, that's a definite maybe on Q1 there, bud. I'd say there's a better chance of me getting pregnant, to be honest. Nah, in all seriousness, pickleball will definitely become a college sport. It could happen overnight if we could just get an exhibition match between Captain America and Thor versus Iron Man and the Hulk. Just out of interest, are those the teams you would make or would you mix it up a little bit? The biggest thing it'll take for pickleball to become a college sport is acceptance. It's not the cool kid... It's not the quarterback jock right now. It's that kid that makes everyone laugh, that kid you can turn to for support, that kid that gives you the best conversation. Once that kid becomes a star, then look out. It'll be not just in college, but soon the Olympics. All right, on to question two. So you want to be a pickleball pro. Well, write this down. Step one, ditch dad. You know, he seems nice, but he's clearly holding you back. At your age, I think you're probably ready to get out there, leave home, and become the Randy Coleman of kids' pickleball. I mean, gosh, it's the dream, really, isn't it? Maybe check your savings first, though. If I'm completely honest with you, I would say if I was you, I'd reach out to that Anna Lee kid. She seems like she knows what she's doing. Offer to fly her and her mum to New York to train you. Probably wait for this whole um, pandemic thing blows over though, huh? Okay, on to question three. Can you please tell the American masses why footy is ten times better than American football? Mate, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like uh, most of the fan base, and I'll use that word very loosely, is American. And I do like NFL. It's 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 not it's not too bad. I've watched um, I think one or two games, yeah, but I've only been here for about six years. Anyway, AFL is free flowing. There's a lot of space. None of this stop start bloody thirty five ads every quarter crap. It uses a much larger area, so endurance plays a role. Some of these guys are running 
15, 20 kilometers in a 90-minute game. For those of you still not using metric, that's about 470 miles. Nah, it's about, I don't know, 10, 12. Oh, and Aussie rules football players wear alarmingly tight shorts, so the chicks love it. I'll actually take a moment to be honest on this subject. The big problem I see with the NFL is that it isn't using fear to inspire longevity. And what I mean by that is that by virtue of the fact that they are wearing essentially a suit of armor with a large helmet, NFL players are afforded a sense of invulnerability. Armed with that sense and the Western love affair with high action, constant stimulus, you have a recipe for widespread and repeated concussions for the sake of entertainment. The basic rules of NFL were written when players were like half the size. And to a large extent, the main response to rampant head injuries has to improve helmets. That's addressing the symptom, not the cause. Professional fighters risk head injuries every day. But you know, it's the guys like Muhammad Ali that develop brain disorders. It's not the Conor McGregor's. How this relates to your question is that Aussie rules football inspires real fear. They don't wear helmets, so every player knows that if he runs at a reasonable click and clashes heads with another man, that could be goodnight Irene. This fear leads them to substantially less head injuries in the NFL. The rules of tackling are obviously different, but rules can be changed. Anyway, that's what I have to say on that. Uh, Other than that... Oh, I'm supposed to say, stay in school. Take it easy, Andrew. Are you able to play uh, any pickleball inside your house? Any any training tips you've got for your average player? I've got a garage, which I've set up like a little home gym, just one grade above what Rocky Balboa does, you know, so it's still quite cold here, (laughs) but I've set up basically hung a a little sheet on this drywall and I've just been kind of volleying in the garage, just trying to keep the hands active. I kind of implement that into the, into the workout routine, at least so I just keep a paddle in my hand while we're we're going through this quarantine period. Just keep whacking balls around. I'm thinking of taking up uh, table tennis. Well, that's only going to uh, improve uh, one's game, is it not? I think so. Uh, certainly one's table, table tennis game. Yeah. Hopefully a uh, pickleball game as well. I hear Mr. Ben Johns plays a lot of table tennis. I've seen him play and it's... it's um, it's depressingly good. His pickleball is depressingly good as well. Trust me, I know this firsthand. <laughs> I, I don't even think I want to imagine that kid on a ping pong table. That would be ultimately scary. Yeah, there's one guy. I think he's. Uh, I think he's still with Selkirk. Um, Aaron Aaron Coyle, Magic Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those two have some great battles. So he's he's pretty good. Oh wow, he's lefty. Well, I always like a good challenge, but I, uh, you know, I don't even think I can get into your country even if I wanted to right now. So, well, let me talk to the border officials, and we may be able to make an exception. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, I mean, you've got unofficially the best hair in pickleball, so I think that might let you off the hook. Well, 
Is that a fact or is it, is, is this is something that's still kind of in debate? Because hmm. I work, honestly, I work really hard on it. It looks like it. It shows. Before any big tournament, I go see my barber just up the street, really? Pitt Meadows Barber. <laughs> he does a wonderful job on this cloth. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell him, you said it's arguably the best hair in pickleball. Oh, it might just be the best hair out there in any sports. Who knows? Oh, I mean, I'm going to do a little research just to... Uh just to confirm that but i wouldn't i wouldn't bet against you well i would appreciate it is it, it <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's not bad isn't it yeah yeah i mean i've got a couple at the back that i am I'm, I'm just playing with now i'm sort of curling them around and they feel pretty good to me but uh, there's really only two or three left it's <laughs> largely a kind of a, a barren wasteland uh from sort of forehead to uh, to the crown there. It's not it's not great, I'll be honest. Well, you rock it anyways, buddy. Ah, that's the spirit. I do like a good hat. Well, and I love your hats. <laughs> and, and even Michael Jackson performances. Oh, yeah. You can dance, I'm telling you. Like, I've never seen anyone dance like you ever. Really? You got you to get out more. It, well, no, listen. If we could put my hair on your head and you do the dancing, can you imagine what that would be? We change, we change the world, yeah. I think that would be it. Not only would we come up with a vaccine, but we changed the world through dance and hair. Dance and hair. That's it. That's the key. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been missing out on, on one of those uh, crucial parts for such a long time. All I needed to do was figure out how to splice our DNA mm-hmm. and uh, create a, a dancing, hairy monster of awesomeness. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I wonder if any of our pickleball skills would, you know, intermingle. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. A hybrid player. Because I, I do want your serve. Okay. And I'd like your ability to never miss a ball. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll trade you one shot for one of one of your shots. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. If I can have your third ball. So I want your serve. Okay. I'll, that's fine. I'll uh, I'll give you that, and I'll take your third ball, and uh, everybody everybody wins. Oof. Oof. Oh. You think? Yeah. 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 Do you think that's a fair trade? Yeah. No, that's fair for sure. <laughs> Well, I've just never seen you miss a third shot. It's really annoying. I mean, I, I, I love you for it, but often I'm playing against you. Uh, I don't think I've ever played with you yet. When are we going to play together? This is like, you know, I've been, we, 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 we had a chance to, you know, some, an event in California, but they canceled it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we got to make something happen here. I, I agree. Let's do it. I mean, the problem is you seem to be attracting a lot of you know tall, athletic, uh, incredibly good players, and it might seem a little weird, um, but let's do it for sure. I mean, if you're in, man, uh-huh. it seems like a binding agreement. It's good stuff, Steve. We're going to take a quick break here. Trivia. I've got two contestants on the line ready to do battle. Cam Thompson from Indiana and Sean Rodrigo from Hawaii via Minnesota. Contestant number one will have the serve and will be asked a pickleball-related question. If they answer that correctly and they keep the serve, they will keep answering questions. The questions get progressively harder and correct answers are worth one point. Incorrect or a pass is a side out and your opponent gets a chance to score the point keep scoring points and the serve to finish the game the first player to five points wins the selkirk gift voucher guys and girls are you ready absolutely i am ready all right let's do this cam you are contestant number one tell us a little bit about yourself 
I am from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm working currently remotely and snacking pretty much throughout the day, although a fellow pickle addict. <laughs> okay, snacking. What are you snacking on? What's your favorite snack? Um, it would be carrots, just so that I can actually somewhat stay healthy, and popcorn, every kind of popcorn. Okay, carrots and popcorn. I have not heard that combination, but uh, there you go. Sean, where, what about you, mate? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, aloha, everyone. I'm from Hawaii originally, but I moved to Minnesota about four years ago. Um, started playing pickleball about two years ago, fell in love with it. So I, I guess you could say I'm a surfer turned pickleball okay, player. There's now. not that many out there. Um, I think Kyle. I think Kyle Yates might yeah. be one of those. So he... I, I think I think I think Kyle and Irina. They I both have seen Irina there. surf. I actually took some photos of her the first time she ever stood up on a board, um, and then subsequently fell off the board. Nice, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> All right, Cam, are you ready? You are contestant number one. Are you excited? Sure I, am. I, can, I can tell you're excited. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number one. With the nickname El Condor, which player was recently admitted to the Pickleball Hall of Fame? Oh, shoot. I saw that in Pickleball Magazine. Oh, I have to pass. This was supposed to be one of the easy ones, just so you know. <laughs> Good start. Okay. I'll pass. You're going to have to pass. All right, Sean, you have a chance to answer correctly and steal the serve and a point. All right, sounds good. Uh, is it Enrique Ruiz? It is. Well done. Awesome. El Condor, Enrique. El Condor. That's a cool nickname. It is a great name. He's, he has got a bit of a wingspan. I'm nice. sure he's. I'm sure he's very hoping an El Albatross does not uh, turn up in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready for your next question, Sean? Yes, I am. All right. Which controversial player currently holds the unofficial world record in paddle throwing distance? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm I'm gonna go with Kyle Yates. <laughs> Sorry, mate. He's good. He's good. He's got a good throw. There's no doubt about it. But that's not the answer. Cam to uh, to steal the point and the serve. Any thoughts? How about Jeffrey Warnick? That is correct. Well done. Mr. Jeffrey Warnick, he, after a match against, I think it was Tyler Lung and Michelle Esquivel, launched a paddle, uh, three courts at least, and almost hit Steve Deacon, I think. Yeah, true story. I was there. It was very funny. All right, Cam, are you ready for your second question? Uh-huh. All right. With a booming voice, which famous referee is originally from Ghana? Ghana. Hmm. Is that Ref Byron Fresno? It is. It oh, is. Wow. Right. I did not know that. Right. You're getting some. Uh, you're getting some. Some redemption here. Well played. <laughs> nice work. All right. Your next question. Steve Dawson is the owner operator of which Californian pickleball and tennis club? Oh. Is it the Bobby Riggs Tennis Facility? Yes, it is. We will give okay. you that. Congratulations. Very good. Nice work. All right. Wow. She's running away with it, Sean. Are you, uh, are you afraid? No, I'm just hanging out, you know, just watching. <laughs> just watching, listening. <laughs> All right. Cam, you ready for your next question? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take that as a yes. It sounded more like a... <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you step on a small dog or something? Or a cat? Oh, a chihuahua. I wish. No <laughs> Here is your question. Aspen Kern, the founder of the Pickleball Forum, was unsuccessfully sued by which fellow pro player? Hmm. This is a little hard one. There are a couple. I feel there are, might be a couple pro players out there that might have some um, two cents to give. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Would it be Nelson, the nasty Nelson guy? Well, I am going to need a first name. Oh, shoot. Let's see. This is the hard part. What is Nelson's <laughs> first name? <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh, I will have to pass because I don't know his first name. <laughs> All right, Sean, you've got a chance here to steal it. Any thoughts? Timothy Nelson. Timothy Nelson. That is correct. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well played, young man. Well played. Thanks for the clue with the Nelson thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really helped her out there. <laughs> okay, Sean, so you have the serve. All right. Are you ready for your next question? Yeah, what is it, like 1 to 10 right now? No, no, no. It's, uh, she's, she's winning 3-2. All right, cool. Who was the naming sponsor for the 2018 National Championships held at Indian Wells Tennis Garden? Could you repeat the question? Who was the naming sponsor of the 2018 National Championships held at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden? Margaritaville? It was. Hey, look at you. Huh? You had to think about it, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, it worked out. Good job, good job. Thanks. Okay, you've tied the, uh, you've tied the yes. scores here. 3-3. Three, three. Awesome. Here we go. Now we are in it. Exciting times to be alive. Here we go. According to the 2020 USAPA rulebook, there is no restriction on paddle thickness. True or false? Ooh, this is a good one. I want to say false. Unfortunately, it is true. There is no restriction on paddle thickness. Ugh. Really? So you can go as fat as you want? Yeah. Yeah, now remember, huh. there's a difference between width and thickness. Right, right. So a lot of paddles are a half inch. Some of them are right. five eighths. Okay. But yeah, no restriction. I, I thought that was interesting too. No one's tried to like a four a four inch four inch thick paddle. That'd be yeah. I, I do I do prefer the thicker paddles. So hmm. interesting. Okay, well, well, maybe you can invent one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam, uh, you get a chance here to steal the serve back. There are currently two main pickleball instruction certification bodies. What are they? The IPTPA. Yes. And the it is, oh, is it the PTA? Oh, you were so close. So close. Oh, threats. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shame. You were really, really close. Okay, Sean, can you answer that question? Thanks, Dan, for the help again. Uh, is it US PTA? No, that is a tennis thing. Oh, shoot. Um... Unfortunate, unfortunate. But... Luckily, that was a kind of a freebie. You don't actually lose the serve. The cam was unsuccessful in stealing it back. So it is still your serve, Sean. Ready for the next question? Yes. Okay. The Ernie was named after which player? Ernie, who is it? I know this one. Is it Ernie Perry? It is. Hey, look at you. All right, cool. That's a good one. I didn't think you were going to get I mean, I don't know you from a bar of soap, but <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get that. Very good. All right, so you're only one point away. This is uh, mm. this is good. Okay. All right, give me an easy one. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this could be your last question. Who took the silver medal at the 2019 National Women's Doubles Pro event? 
Silver medal. Ooh, huh? mm. Jennifer Dawson? Unfortunately, that is incorrect. We were talking about women's doubles pro. Mm. So it would have been unlikely for her to be able to win that all oh, on her okay. own. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That, which means Cam has a chance to steal the point and the serve. Cam, any ideas? I'm going to guess Simone, Jardim, and Lucy Cordelova. <laughs> Cordelova. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Lucy, if you're listening, I will try to edit that out. And, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. No one got that one right, unfortunately. Uh, the correct answer was Jesse Irvine and Catherine Parento. Oh, but, Sean, you, uh, you keep the serve, so don't worry. You are one point away. All right. Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs played a legendary tennis match called the Battle of the Sexes in 1973. In 2017, two pickleball players attempted the same feat. Who were they? In 2017? Yes. Oh, 2017. Trying to think who would have done it. Singles. Yes. Uh, Let's go with Kyle Yates and... I'm just going to stop you there. Not even close. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not to worry, you had a valiant attempt, but now Cam right. has a chance to steal the point and the serve. Cam Thompson, same question. I will go with Simone Jardine, and opponent would be who would play her in singles <laughs> and would trash talk probably. <laughs> hmm. Jeffrey Warnick. Jeffrey, what do you think Jeff gets that much attention? Jeez. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is incorrect. The correct answer was Scott Moore and Simone Jardim. Ah. Who won that match, by the way? I'm just curious. Scott Moore won that one. Okay, cool. Everyone was kind of hoping Simone would pull it out, but and it was close. It was close. Oh, nice. I'll have to find that and go watch it. So that means Sean maintains the serve. And this for the win. Okay. For a serve to be legal, it must abide by three main contact rules. What are they? The arm must be going upwards in an arc. You have to contact the ball below your waist. And the highest part of the paddle cannot be above the wrist, I believe. Is that right? Congratulations, Sean. You are today's champion. Awesome. Well played, young man. Well played. Woo-hoo. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good job, Cam. How do you feel? I mean, are you going to be able to survive this? Uh, bummer. Yes. I, I think I'll be able to survive. This is a very fun break for the day. <laughs> it is. It is. Especially in these times, this is an awesome little distraction, yes, I should good, say. Good, good. Excellent. Well, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Keep things light. Keep people entertained somehow. And I hope you two were entertained while you competed. It was, uh, that was fun. You guys, you kept it interesting. That yes. was great. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Nice meeting you, Cam. You too, John. That was great. Congrats. <laughs> Good job, guys. Sean, they will be, uh, Selkirk will be in touch to get your gift voucher organized. And uh, what are you going to spend the, the money on it? I mean, this could be upwards of millions of dollars. I know, right? I don't know. Huh? It's a lot of paddles, a lot of paddles. A lot of paddles, a lot of toilet paper. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Selkirk logo toilet paper. That exactly. Could Dude, you, that could be. Selkirk might want to get on that right now. Just kidding. <laughs> I would. But, uh, 
<laughs> I would buy that for sure. All right, guys. Thank you both so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much, Morgan. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. See what other great stuff Mr. Deacon has to say. Well, you do have two Morgans in your corner as well. Let's you know, Morgan Squared. Let's make sure we know that. It definitely is. A, you're in my corner too, right? For sure, for sure. Remember the legendary okay. coaching that didn't quite get you over the line at the uh, gold medal match. <laughs> Dude, I love that. It was a very unique situation for me because I typically, when I was playing tennis, at least you, you don't have the opportunity, with exception to team tennis, to having someone on court with you. Mm. It was definitely uh, very helpful, uh, regardless of the result. It's always nice to have uh, that extra set of eyes, definitely helping out during the timeout. So it was awesome. The whole atmosphere there was amazing, and something I'll never forget. Such a special time for me. Oh yeah, and for, for me, I was kind of living vicariously through you. Right. You know, I do it with Tyson, but I don't I don't play singles much anymore, mm-hmm. except for practice singles, but still play doubles and watching you two and kind of being right there, sort of living it with you was, oh, it was really, really special for me. So it was an honor to be part of the team, to feel like part of the team, you know, we're all wearing the same colors. <laughs> well, you were definitely part of the team. It was, was something I thought was, was so helpful. And I thoroughly enjoyed having you nearby. It was it was just an incredible, exhilarating experience that I'll never forget. It just kind of brought me back to playing tennis as a junior, even you know. And I played on some of the biggest stages, and this was uh, this was right up there. And I think what made it more special the fact that my age, forty five, what sport on this planet could I play at this age at the highest level and compete with twenty somethings? Show jumping. You can do it. You can still do it in equestrian. <laughs> I'm about 90 pounds too heavy for that. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Competitive hairstyling. Jeez. Well, it's possibly a real thing. I would be the Ben Johns of competitive hairstyling. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. He's got nothing on you. For sure. Well, Steve, this has been uh, this has been so much fun. We got to do this again. What do you think? I'd love to. This, this was amazing. I appreciate guys reaching out and, and anything I could do anytime. Just uh, you can always call on me. Pleasure. So tell me when the dust settles, uh, when the dust has cleared, so to speak. Where can people reach you? How do how do they find you for lessons and clinics? I've- Got a website. You've got a website. I've seen your website. It's great. Yes. And that was a big part to Stacey. One of her very good friends is a very good web designer. It's a a website called Steve Deacon Pickleball. Lovely. I'm going to be uh, running as soon as we can clinics and camps right across Canada at this point. So it's always evolving. And that's the the way that anyone can get get in touch with me. And of course, through my uh, Facebook and Instagram. Good man. You're always uh, quick to respond to. I like that. Well, again, you know, that's uh, that's definitely uh, due to Stacey. She really gets on me about the the response time and it's been super, uh, super helpful because we get get quite a few requests daily and it's sometimes difficult with life to kind of keep up with them, but I make a point to answering every single person. And I think that's uh, important for the growth of the sport. As they say, behind every great man is a great woman and behind her is his wife. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that's very true in my case, let's say that. <laughs> Good stuff.
Well, Steve, thank you so much, mate. We will look forward to our next time together. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Canada's number one and certainly unanimously Pickleball's greatest haircut, Mr. Steve Deacon. <laughs> uh, thanks, Morgan. That was great. Thanks, everyone, and hope to see you all in the courts. Cheers, mate. Cheers. We've had some fun today, but we all know we're living in some strange times. And for me, during dark times especially, I tend to write poetry. This is called When the Dust Has Cleared. When the dust has cleared and the streets are filled, we'll take a moment for victory and cheer, for the time we chose to stand up and sit Six feet apart, I hear. If we unite and fight, we'll learn to survive this contamination, this abomination. I don't know why. Why here? Why now? Now's not to ask the reason why our job now is just to survive. The rock won't save you, and I can't tell you where's the toilet paper to buy, or where's the bunker to hide, for a little while, longer, to ponder. To second-guess your choices, or voices to tune into, or words to subscribe to, memes to share and posts to like. And if you're in the market for a silver lining, then this is the best I can give you. This is that time, that glorious sense that every man, woman, and child unites for a minute to fight to survive on the same side for the same reason. To raise our hands and flip the bird at a hell of a flu season. The fear could unite us. Or it could divide us. Now is not the time. We don't all have much time to rise above for the ones who care and the ones you love. Now's the time for your favorite wine. That delicious cab sound. Or that Pinot Grigio that just calls your name. Enjoy the couch. Learn to cook. Remember the games you played when all your friends came and stayed. Somewhere along the lines we forgot how to talk. The art of conversation became a blur of emojis, not the celebration it once was, not the glue that entertained us, or the fuel that sustained us. We've got this. This is not impossible, it's just invisible. And if the hardest part is to be advised to wait and hide, then enjoy the ones you love, stay inside, and we will survive. Dear friends, I know a lot of people have been affected by the coronavirus, but I also know that a lot more people want to help. As we began to see the impact this video was having on people, we realized that this would be a good time to see if we could help even further. So with a great collaboration from Coach Me Pickleball, our amazing sponsor Selkirk Sport, and our friends at the Pickleball Rocks Clothing and Equipment Company, we're making available the We Will Survive shirts with 100% of the proceeds going to the CDP COVID-19 Response Fund. The Center for Disaster Philanthropy supports preparedness, containment, response, and recovery activities for those affected and the responders. Please help us help those that need it now. Stay safe, everybody.